Yes, we want to introduce the world to the authentic Jesus, but we're also making an extraordinary show that is challenging the status quo of typical Christian content. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I am your host for today, Chrissy Cochran. I am the comms gal for CityServe and the Influencers Podcast. And you know what? I've, I've kicked out the guys for today. I booted Dave and Scott um, so I can just take over myself. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're on vacation. They'll be back. But I don't mind because today I have our guests for today all to myself. You guys, we are in for such a treat. Oh, my goodness. And we get to talk to the producer of the multi-episode television drama based on the life of Jesus, created and directed and co-written by filmmaker Dallas Jenkins. Yes, I am talking about The Chosen. And it is dramatic and funny and inspiring and brings Jesus and, and his times to life through the eyes of those who have met him. And um, for those who know me personally, um, they know that I am not just a fan, but I am seriously a super fan. I am such a super fan that I I have merch. I seriously have merch. And for those who are just listening, I have on my come and see hat because when I saw that there was merch available, yep, I love it so much I had to buy and promote it. So Oh my goodness, I, I love it. It's had such an incredible impact on my walk with Jesus and my family and my young children. And so I'm I'm so happy to have the producer, Catherine Warnock, with us today. And we're going to get a chance to talk to her about this global phenomenon of The Chosen. Now, it's the first ever multi-season show about Jesus, the number one highest crowd-funded project of all time at $10 million dollars. From over 19,000 people. That's, wow, that's incredible. And as a marketeer, I'm fascinated by innovative ways to um, spread the word, spread the message, and raise money for it. I think that's just incredible. Episodes have been watched over 150 million times. Probably a few of those million times are from me and my family <laughs> and translated into over 50 languages. Wow. It's available online on apps and it's completely free. And just being completely free too is another phenomenon. I think that's incredible. Um, season one was released in April 2019, season two um, in 2021. And now we are patiently awaiting for season three to come out this year. So um, I'm going to bring on the producer, Catherine, and you guys are going to love her. Um, it sounds like from her bio, she's very dynamic. She is an uh, executive strategist and innovator. Catherine holds a background in content marketing, um, branding-based leadership spanning from film, television, editorial, fashion, and social enterprise. Wow, that's a lot. Previously head of faith and family content at MGM Studios, producer for international brands like Warner Brothers, Gillette, Ford, and more, and the general manager of Darling Magazine. Oh, I love that magazine. Catherine is currently um, the producer for The Chosen. She is also a mother of three toddlers, something that I know a little bit about, and um, is a dual resident of America and the UK with an unwavering passion for positively affecting culture through purposeful, anchored, mission-driven media. So, Catherine... Welcome to the Influencers Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I love hearing um, your passion for the show. Thank you, Chrissy. 
Oh, well, thank you for joining us. And I, I do, I have so many questions. And I know like if we were just sitting in person having a cup of coffee, I could probably talk to you for hours and ask all the, all the questions about The Chosen. But um, to start, I want to know, Catherine, what drew you to this project? Why did you choose to get involved with The Chosen? It was actually a fun story. It was several years ago, long before anyone had ever heard of The Chosen. It was just a pilot episode at the time known as The Shepherd. And I came across it and on my desk at MGM um, when I was heading up Faith and Family content there. And I, you know, in this industry, you'll watch something for five seconds, know exactly what you have. And almost always you, you stop watching. I noticed that I was still watching 20 seconds in. I was laughing three minutes in, I was crying 10 minutes in, I watched the entire thing. And by the end I was weeping. And so I really, I was like, what did I just watch? Um, I've never done that before in my entire career. And I knew in that moment, this is going to be a global phenomenon. I just knew it. So I immediately emailed Mark Burnett Roma Downey and just said, hey, you guys have to acquire this. This is going to be a global phenomenon. And they're obviously very passionate about uh, faith content from the Bible series, AD, Son of God, etc. They immediately tried to acquire it, um, and but uh, Dallas and Daryl were already in distribution partnership with Angel Studios, which was VidAngel at the time. Yeah. So at MGM, we lost out on it, but it started this really beautiful story of where um, a few years later, I found myself um, on the team as one of the many producers um, with The Chosen, um, and I oversee all original content now, which is pretty amazing. That's so cool. So you really got impacted by a lot of uh, the typical viewer, right? Like we start watching it. Like I've, I had heard about it. I had friends in my sphere of, of life that were like, you got to watch this. And then I watched a little bit and I'm like, oh, this is good. Oh my goodness, this is good. And then like you said, like I'm so intrigued and I'm laughing and I'm crying and I'm like, okay, this is something different. This is definitely something different than we've seen before. And especially through, you know, um, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, there's a, I've, I've watched a lot of different Christian films, you know, and some have had some really cool effect on me. They're all, they're really great, but this is different. And I think that's why it has gotten so much attention. It's a little disruptive to the Christian movie space. Um, Non-believers are on staff, um, right? And it's, the focus on, is on top quality production, where they, where we don't know details about the lives of the disciples and other followers. There's a creative license to go in there and, and fill in those details of what their life would be like and their personalities. And I think that is, is, is really cool. Um, how, can you tell me, how has that had a positive impact on the creation of this show where just being a Christian and being a strong believer is not a mandatory prereq to be cast. How has that impacted it? Well, I think you, the creators of the show have such a strong um, conviction and vision of, of what they feel God has asked them and, and therefore all of us on the executive team of how we are to steward this vision that is the chosen and that the goal is to introduce the world to the authentic Jesus. The goal is to show um, the theme of the chosen is so continually this authentic Jesus matched with humanity. And what does that, what does that relationship look like? What does um, those that knew him best and did life with him, but were very real people deeply and profoundly in process, like that is the authentic yeah. Jesus that meets people where they are. And so 
you know, the creators of the show, Dallas, you know, Dallas, Ryan, and Tyler, who write the show, um, that is the core conviction. We, we as a brand and a mission is just, we're going to be playful. We're going to be intimate. We're going to be authentic and we're going to be disruptive. Those are our four core values because we know that that's what the show does and that is why the show is so captivating. But in terms of being cast um, in the show or perhaps working in the behind the scenes production of it, we are just firm believers of just, hey, anybody, no matter their belief system, can bring their loaves and fish and God can use it and wants to use it. And we have seen that time and time again. So on set, everyone feels welcome. Every, it's not a church service. It's truly everyone understands why they're there. Everyone understands, yes, we want to introduce the world to the authentic Jesus, but we're also making an extraordinary show that is challenging the status quo of typical Christian content. Um, not to say even mainstream content. So we're thrilled about it, and we firmly believe you can't do that unless you have a spirit of unity going forth where truly everyone's welcome at the table. So that's how we move forward. Uh, that's that's pretty incredible. I did hear before how, um, you know, it's not, it's not mandatory to be a believer, um, and there's many who aren't yet. Right. I heard Dallas say yet, because you know what? It's just what the Holy Spirit does is that he will be working in his own way in the lives of everyone who is involved with the chosen. And I love to come back at, you know, season seven and season eight and see how many lives have been impacted for those working on casting crew. Um, or they have said, wow, this has planted a lot of seeds. And I have um, then come to fully devote my my life to Christ. And that's part about, you know, being influential and wherever God has placed you, whatever talent he has given you. So, um, I will say though, as far as Dallas, what, what do we know about his inspiration for making this TV series about the life of Jesus? What can you tell us there? The moment you meet Dallas, you just, he's, he's authentic as, as they come. He is very nuanced in particular about this is what God has asked me to do. God has asked me to to reveal the, hum, the human side of Jesus um, and how the, the, the king side of Jesus interacts with humanity. Um, and that's how Dallas does his everyday life. I always, um, I try to, I remember once God telling me, Catherine, you know, you want to be a witness for me. You want to really introduce people to me. Like they can't feel an ounce of judgment off you. That's where it starts. They just can't. So what does that actually look like? And so I was really challenged as a young Christian at the time um, and, and to be a bridge. What does that mean to be a bridge to where we fully hold on to, to our truths and our understanding and our, our, you know, our worship of Jesus as King and Lord? But how do we also go, anyone, you can sit at our table. You have value right where you are, right in the midst of processing. We trust God to, to bring the full journey about in his perfect way and perfect timing. And Dallas lives by that. And so he wanted to create a show that truly just showed that authentic Jesus, that the Jesus that we all feel we know when we read scripture, that Jesus that meets the woman at the well. And he wanted to insert and dream up in a historical context. What's, what could be the backstory? Like, let's creatively dream with the spirit and just go, what, you know, creatively, what could be the backstory? Um, to, to the woman at the well, what could be the backstory to Mary Magdalene? And that's what it makes The Chosen so powerful is it, it, it dives into scripture, goes in between the lines in historical context and dreams up what could have been. Um, and in many ways could seriously be a high likelihood. And so I think that's what makes it come so alive to people today because it's the same struggles. We're separated right. by over 2000 years, but it's the same struggles. And then we've got season three coming, which we're shooting now, we're filming now, we're so excited. 
but the storylines are are gonna knock knock us knock our socks off because the storylines there are so many storylines that we each are we each struggle with at some point or another and um we don't shy away from them we're gonna go for it and i think that's what makes it so unique is that we're willing to have the hard conversation that life is messy life is hard jesus wants to meet us in that exact place and that, that's so much of the inspiration behind The Chosen. Uh, I, I like that. It's um, so relatable. You know, so right now I'm watching, like, for the third or fourth time, I'm going through season two again. <laughs> and, and then just recently, um, man, I think it was just the other night, it was that part where Mary, Mary had left and then she had come back and she, she was just, you know, she was so ashamed of what, uh, of how she'd left. She said, hey, you... You've redeemed me and I've thrown it away. And Jesus is like, it's not much of redemption if it could be lost in one day. And, you know, I'm just like, as I'm getting teary-eyed, I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's all of us. And I'll tell you, mother to mother, right? And you know you have young kids. Mine are 11, and I have 11 year old boy, and I have twin girls who just turned nine. And we all watch I'm it together. I'm a twin mama, too. I've got four-year-olds. You are? Yes. Oh, I love it. I love twins. So my twin girls were watching it with me last night and they, as I am getting teary eyed and, and just thinking about like my own life of like how relatable Mary's life is to where, yes, we, we strive to be holy and closer to him, but then we mess up and he's like, he looks right out Mary and says, did you think you would never sin again? My, my daughter, did you think that you were going to be perfect? And I had this um, incredible opportunity with my little girls on my bed and they, they were getting, they were getting emotional. I have one in particular, which um, funny enough, her name is Faith. My twin girls are Faith and Grace. And so my girl Faith is extra super spiritual. And she's just like, Mommy, I just, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And it comes to life for her. And we're able to have these conversations right there in her home, be able to see it played out on the screen, just something so relatable, and then talk about it as she is starting. Her faith is becoming her own. It's not just something borrowed from, from me and my husband. It's becoming her own. And I absolutely love it how relatable each story is each of the disciples each of the characters um so i i i know i can't just i can't say enough about that what it means to you know and as a mother you i mean i feel like my first mission here on this earth right i mean obviously to glorify the lord but i want to raise up little missionaries and maybe they won't be out in the bushes of Africa. Maybe they'll be, you know, having an influence for Christ in an office space or as an engineer or whatever. But I, I want that to be real and intimate for them. So have you seen that a lot with viewers and, and people responding and feedback about what it's meant in the lives of their children? Oh my goodness. Yes. I, even just seeing the children themselves talk about it is so powerful um, from two-year-olds to 95-year-olds. It's a, it's, it's, it's a piece of art that God is so on that it just unifies all these different age groups. And so we're, we're even have rolling out a documentary soon that explores why has Gen Z responded so powerfully to The Chosen? That's one age demographic we didn't expect to really resonate with The Chosen, and yet it profoundly is. And so we dive into, it's our unfiltered um, Gen Z reacts to the chosen documentary that we're rolling out soon. And we can't wait for you to see it, but it's exploring that very phenomenon of just no matter what your worldview is, what your faith background is, um, what you think of Jesus, this authentic portrayal of Jesus profoundly impacts um, a life 
and we've seen it in all ages. So yeah, it's it's amazing. Wow. We, I mean, it's the greatest privilege of my life. I'm so I'm so thrilled. I like that you say that about Gen Z because I think a, a lot of um, like maybe older generations be like, hey, what what's happening to our young people today, right? And but you take a really deep look, and maybe they're more of remnants, you know, as we get we get closer in the end times and we're all waiting for Jesus to come back. We can see what is happening to this world, but there's still um, uh, plenty of um, Gen Zers that are on fire for Jesus. And this is part of their like media, really, you know, to be able to have really top quality movies made that um, relates to them. I'll tell you, I, I remember when I was younger and my mother showed me the old movie, um, A Thief in the Night. A Thief in the Night. And it was super old. I think it was like made in the 60s or 70s. But it had a really cool impact on me to where I can even remember things um, as an adult of how I felt then and just getting really anxious for the return of Christ. And now I think about how even this, this series, The Chosen, will impact the younger generation even more even more than the films before. So, and um, anyway, I, you know, I could talk about that all day long. I guess I didn't really have a, a question with that, Catherine. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just talking and sharing. Um, but I will move on to um, another question about the crowdfunding and the marketing of the series. Now, you're a marketeer. So we... I don't do marketing for The Chosen. No, that's just part of no. my background. But sure, part of your background. Yes, part of your background. Yes. But it's pretty innovative. I mean, it goes against traditional Hollywood marketing. And it, I think I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by it because it's yes. done so well. Um, did this come to a surprise to the team and the marketing team at The Chosen? Do, are you referring to the pay it forward model? Yes. Yeah, and the app the and everything. Yeah, so for those that don't know and aren't familiar, the, the first season, yes, was crowdfunded, which was the at, at the time the, the highest crowdfunding project of all time. And then each subsequent season has been um, has been paid for um, in a pay-it-forward model by the viewers themselves. So they pay it forward so that others around the world can watch it for free. And because of them, we've had it you know streamed over 450 million at times, which is just crazy. Every country of the world. And so it's a model that because it's on an app and it's not um, tied to a specific network, it immediately had global reach. So especially during COVID, it just exploded. Lockdowns, people were desperate for hope. There was this app where they could just binge and watch anytime they wanted for complete free, just completely free. And so the testimonies began to roll in of just, we simply couldn't have afforded a monthly subscription anywhere to watch this. Thank you so much for it, allow, making it free. And the fun fact is only probably about 5% of our audience actually pays it forward so that the remaining 95% can watch it for free. That to wow. me is the gospel. That to me is just those that have means like how do we as a community just come together with our loaves and fish so that we all can just partake of this authentic expression of Jesus um, via television and medium. So it's really exciting. It's completely new. It's redefining the way Hollywood is done. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely, you know, have, have friendships, you know, throughout Hollywood, whether it be Lionsgate or Paramount or MGM to where, we're, you know, we have friends at all of these studios to where we're just having conversations about it truly is a new day in media. And The Chosen is on the forefront of that. Um, and what does that mean for secular content as well as faith-based content? What does that mean? What is 
for, for as using a Christian phrase, what is this new wineskin that God is, is kind of mm. bringing upon our modern day culture? So we're so excited to get to be a part of it. We're so excited to like have people kind of doing a double take um, from TMZ to New York Times to all these amazing outlets just going, what is happening over here? Um, that can only be God, in my opinion. Right. Just It's just Jesus. That's what it is. Yeah. That's right. That's the only explanation. Um, I have to ask you, because I want to share too, but what is your, what is sort of like your favorite scene? Do you have like a favorite? Do you have a, like a really impactful, so many like favorites. it touched you? Um, yeah, tell me one. I think it's a surprising one. So it's um, episode three and season two, which is ironically the one Dallas wrote by himself. Fun fact, Dallas writes one episode strictly by himself each season. Okay. So it was episode three in season two. Um, and I didn't know it was Dallas only that I wrote this. So this is all, and it's a beautiful cinematic um, opening shot of 14 minutes. It broke records. It's like one single 14 minute shot. They did it in one take. The sun was starting to set. It was just a total miracle moment. So that opens the whole episode. And then the whole episode, the, the disciples are sitting around a campfire bickering and just talking and John and Jesus, we know he's over in a field somewhere, just healing people all day long, healing, healing, ministering to people all day long. And we don't think twice about it. It's Jesus. He's superhuman. Go Jesus. Then all of a sudden, tensions rise with the disciples. They're fighting. They're about to go to blows over this campfire late at night. And we see Jesus limp in, barely able to stand because he has literally poured himself out to the point of ex like utter exhaustion, meeting people where they're at, bringing transformation, bringing healing, bringing love, bringing light, while they just were sat around a campfire bickering. And that moment wrecked me to my core just absolutely wrecked me to my core because it taught me in a new way what does it mean to abide what does it really truly mean to live like jesus to let him transform us from glory to glory because that moment showed me what it's supposed to look like um not not hubris not humanism not intellect not not all these emails every ounce of the day it's to what degree am I willing to meet people right where they're at and bring the transformative power of the gospel, the transformative power of the kingdom that is Jesus um, so that their lives will be forever changed. So that marked me. That episode marked me. Okay, Catherine, that's my favorite part. <laughs> I love it. I've never met anyone else that said that's their favorite part as well. No, and I was trying not to interrupt you. I was trying not, I was trying to let you talk, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like you could see my, my notes, like, because oh, we had, it. we had watched that um, last week. And as much as I've watched, I'm like, man, th I think this is my favorite one. Oh my and because, you know, the, um, as the disciples, they were there, like just really raw around the campfire, just, just yeah. talking about really intimate personal things, right? Mm -hmm. And they're kind of bonding. This is before they start fighting, but they were, mm -hmm. you know, sharing about their life as a Jew and, and kind of confessing and like, oh, I tried pork once, you know? And and man, like the surrealness of like being with the Messiah, like, I can't believe he's here. We've waited forever. I didn't think I would be alive. I didn't. And I kind of like felt like, man, there's so much to relate to that as a Christian now here in, you know, 2022. Like, we're seeing so much in our day to where, you know, my my grandmother when I was little, she thought that Jesus was going to come back in, like, you know, mm -hmm. 1990. <laughs> you know, it's like, Jesus is coming back. And um, I just, I, man, if my Mimi was alive right now, it would be like, man, we're getting closer. We're getting so closer. And 
just to have so just thinking like man if he like came like right now to be this is this is it's a really hard time yes to live as a christian but it's a very exciting time right because we're able to see god move in incredible ways and and there are those disciples sitting there just talking just like having the surreal moment and yeah and then they start getting raw and they start bickering but like you said jesus comes and he looks like he's about to collapse and i just felt like he's like like as they all looked at him and just had this moment of like, man, none of that matters. Look at, there he is. There's our savior. He's doing it for us. He's, and they don't even know what's to come. You know, they don't even know what's to come at the cross. But, um, okay, we're going to be friends because I swear that was what I had noted on my notes. That was my favorite part. And as we, you know, we're, we're, I wish we could just talk for, you know, like another hour. So I know we have to wrap this up soon. But can, can I ask you, who's your who's your favorite disciple? I mean, my favorite is Matthew. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Paris plays him so perfectly. He's written so out of the box. Um, he's my favorite. Yeah. Who I probably um, feel like I'm, I'm probably a smash up of myself personally, a smash up of Simon Peter meets Mary Magdalene. If that can right. even coexist, that would be me. I'm, right. I'm both like stubborn as and tough as nails, alpha type driver mixed with like deeply broken childlike mm. desperation after Jesus. That's like, that's my blend. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. I, I love Simon Peter too. I, I like how in each episode though too, you get to, um, get an up close look at each one you know how they like fill in the storylines with each disciple and give them so much personality and it's like yeah as much as growing up christian we'd be like hey think about this disciples had families and they had jobs and they had struggles and then the series really brings it to life no like look at like look at their their life that was so much like ours you know dealing with just human human elements human sin you know um man it's I love that. It's really good to hear. Um, well, for you said you guys are shooting season three. And yeah. is there anything that you can share with us of what to expect? Maybe um, any new disciples that we get up close and personal with or new concepts? Um, any little teasers you can give us for season three? Gosh, teasers. Not many. I can definitely say um, we get to know Eden a lot more. Oh, okay. Um and we get to journey some really hard, some, some, some severe hardships with a few of the disciples. Um, and we get to watch as, um, as we watch as our disciples and their family just wrestle with the very things we wrestle with, with God. Is he a good God? What do I do when I'm angry with God? What do I do when I feel like God isn't showing up for me? Does God heal everybody? Does he want to heal everybody? Like we, we really dance through a lot and really sh showcase and dive into a lot of the hard conversations that I think um, we as the church need to need to get better at having. We need to get better at wrestling with God. And so I, th I would say that's one of my favorite themes of the upcoming season of just what, how does God respond in that wrestle? And how does he love us in the midst of that wrestle? Um, and in the midst of this process of being human, but yet wanting so much to be like him. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's going to be amazing. Um, we're halfway through filming. Um, we're really excited. We're looking to roll out um, episodes one and two beginning in November of this year. So pray for us that that all goes according to plan. Yes. Well, that's a good month to roll that out because that's my birthday month. Oh, so well, there you go. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much. And um, for everyone listening, where that can they find out more about the series and watch it? Oh my goodness. You can just download the chosen app um, in your app store on your phones. You can go to thechosen.tv. Um, we're on Peacock, Roku, Amazon Prime, soon to be Netflix. So there's a lot of um, amazing places you'll be able to, to watch The Chosen and hopefully yeah. join us on this amazing journey of introducing the world to the authentic Jesus. That's awesome. So th- you guys are everywhere. There's no excuse not to watch no it. Excuse and it's free. Our, our, literally our goal is how do we make it free and easy for you and your family to access it? Thank you so much. Uh, we are very excited for the next season, and I am so grateful that you took the time in your busy schedule. I know you're a busy working mom. I know how that goes, especially if you're a twin mom. I mean, hello, right? It's like uh, doing things with two babies. It's like I, when you when I just have one baby, it's like I could do anything. I could conquer the world, you know, because you're used to the two. But I really oh, appreciate you taking the time. It's my joy. Thank you for having me, and thank you for just being such a um, such a vocal fan and supporter of The Chosen. It means the world to us. Thank you. We literally cannot do it without you. So thank you, and thank you, Riverside. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.